This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. What will the Knicks do tomorrow night? We'll talk about it next hour, plus a little baseball. Gordon and I are ready to go to work. That's the number to join our Tuesday night edition of ESPN New York tonight. Along with Jake the Snake and Flying Brian, we're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon. How are we feeling tonight? Oh, we're feeling good, my friend. We're feeling good and confused. (laughs) Why confused? Who who was this person that allegedly is is Stephen Matz? He yeah, pitched like right? that for the Mets last year. Who's that guy? You know, he got off to a really good start this season. And then uh, I think they said the last five starts was really struggling a lot. And uh, coming into this start, I just kind of feeling, you know, the Yankees have been rolling so well. They've won games despite the offense that this will be the night that Steven Matz looks like Cy Young. And sure enough, uh, until he got tired, the Yankees had absolutely no answers against him tonight. No, uh, he didn't walk a guy, struck out 10. It seemed like he was... Uh, ahead of every batter on the Yankees, not a lot of hard contact, so uh, a rough one there for the Yankees. But of course, that's not the real issue. No, that's not the real issue. And uh, but before we get to that, I just want to say, uh, Gordon, uh, Luke Voigt hitting leadoff. Gordon, DJ with the night off. Gordon, I guess it was a good time to throw a lefty at you guys. Yeah, I, well, look, uh, you know, Voigt is a guy who gets on base. I don't know if uh, when LeMahieu gets back, whether or not we'll see Luke Voigt uh, batting leadoff anymore, but trying to get him going a little bit, right? Think about all the times we were saying, well, can't wait till Luke Voigt gets back. Can't wait yeah. for Luke Voigt. He really hasn't done a whole lot so far. Now, he hasn't been back all that long, but you thought, and he has been better than what the Yankees had at first base because first base was just so abysmal. Hey, but hey, hey, like Mike he's... Ford did a nice job. <laughs> <laughs> if I never see Mike Ford or his mustache again, I, it won't be too soon. So, um, look, they've won some games. Obviously, uh, the winning streak is going to come to an end tonight. I think the, the Rays were losing, so uh, that at least is uh, some good news there. So, um, as long as they don't lose any ground there, the Red Sox are losing to the uh, Braves. So that's good news. So, uh, But uh, the, the big news, obviously, is with Kluber. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are your thoughts about it? Tell, talk, let's let's well, talk about it. Uh, the fact that he left tonight after three innings, shoulder tightness, which uh, is, is not what you want, obviously, as the old Yankee manager used to say. And mm-hmm. after the no-hitter, it was all feeling good. But, of course, you know, I think people realized, and I, I pointed out to you, the night after the no-hitter, it was about whether or not he has the ability still and whether or not he has the durability. Now, the ability so far this year, he's been great, and hopefully the MRI comes back with nothing major but for a guy who pitched all of one inning last year because of shoulder issues yeah to be going down now uh with a shoulder issue yeah is not good and shoulders is, are always worse than elbows right like that's yeah. the thing that they yeah. always tell you the elbows you can kind of fix those shoulders those uh, those are a lot more troublesome so we'll just uh, you know as yankee fans after watching the the run of starting pitching that they have Corey kluber has been a big part of that Mm-hmm. So you hope the MRI comes back with uh, with nothing major. But if uh, if, I was, if I was using promo code Gordon, I don't think that I would be uh, betting too uh, highly that that's going to be the case. And over in Metland, what did we find out that Norris Syndergaard had to be pulled from his uh, st- his uh, rehab start? Rehab yeah, start because he had he had some issues. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that might just be, I think that that might just be kind of getting the, the, the ship turned around again. You know what I mean? Like first activity in a long time. Uh, it would certainly be, it would certainly fit the trend. Yeah. <laughs> right? Boy, not for me. I, I'm I looking mean, at, he's already on the IL. I'm looking at him like, oh, God, what, right. here we go again. Yeah, the guys <laughs> who are, we, we can't keep guys healthy. And now the guys who are already hurt are hurt even more. So uh, we'll see. I mean, it seemed like it was more precautionary than anything else. And he's still mm-hmm. a ways away anyway. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, considering the, the, the trend that you have been on here, oh, you could kind of use an end of the trend. I could use an end of a trend. The, the way things are going right now, I expect, and, and Mets fans are going to hit me. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. I'm expecting that Nito's going to go down any day because he's yeah. been. He, they better he, put him in bubble wrap, right? <laughs> I mean, they better, they better have security walk with him everywhere he goes. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he's been, he's been my, my, my power hitter. He's right. been my big RBI guy. Yep, again tonight. So I know. Finally, finally, Jacob DeGrom gets a, a little bit of offense, and he was trying to help his own cause. But, of course, instant replay, mm-hmm. uh, taking a double away from him there. But, yeah, Nito, I mean, you might have to bat him clean up on a regular basis. Why not? Well, you know what? The two-hole is pretty much open. The guy who's <laughs> taking up the two-hole right now could certainly be moved down a little bit because Why? he's Buck not doing anything. Buck 85 is not good? What's that? Buck 85? Buck 85? <laughs> You know what? I looked. I heard something on uh, the broadcast tonight. And I actually went back and looked, and uh, I don't want to put you in a bad mood, Larry. All right, go ahead. But I have the. Here's the numbers for three guys. I'll give you the slash lines for three. First mm-hmm. guy, player A, two sixty six, two eighty four on base, three twenty nine slugging percentage. So not great, mm-hmm. but all right. Second guy, two fifty three. On base of 305, slugging of 354. And then the third guy, 189. I think we know who this is. Who's behind mm-hmm. door number three? 189, 295, 277. The first one was Carlos Baerga. The okay. second was Roberto Alomar. And the third is Francisco Lindor. And that's through um, the, the uh. same date in their first full season with the Mets. So as of right now, Carlos Baerga and Roberto Alomar are far outpacing where Francisco Lindor is at this point of the season. Out of all the stats and all the numbers that would make you feel ill, that one I think has to make you mo- – I mean, because those are like cautionary tales in Mets history, Carlos Baerga and Roberto Alomar. And the fact that Lindor has been worse than both of them, boy, that, is, that doesn't say a whole lot. At a third of their salary combined. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't long before those guys, you know, eventually – we're no longer Mets. He's going to yeah. be here. He's got to get it turned around, and it doesn't seem yeah. like he's getting close. You know, no. if they were, if the Mets were a little healthier, I could definitely see a situation where you're giving Lindor a day or two to kind oh, of please. catch his breath or clear his head or whatever the heck it is because he does not seem remotely close to, you know, sometimes you see guys hitting the ball hard, you know, mm-hmm. starting to see maybe a little embers of, of something burning here so that they can get going in the right direction. He just—I mean, if anything, he seems like he's staying the same or getting worse. The phrase you want to use is "lost." He is lost. <laughs> he is absolutely lost right now. Two that more strikeouts to tonight. Use. Yeah, I mean, he's not a strikeout guy, uh, but yeah, I mean, he had he's, a walk. He, 
Hey, there you go. <laughs> he got he on base. Good. Out. Yeah. Good. He actually was on base. Yeah. And even with the, the crowd being as little as it is, boy, you can hear those boos. Oh, yes, you can. What was it? The fifth inning he grounded out yeah, or something like that? The yeah. boo birds were coming down. Uh, because coming those down boos hard. are heartfelt, Gordon. Yeah. They're, they're he, from deep. <laughs> yeah. And he had that game against one of the games, I think it was against the Marlins. Maybe it was the mm-hmm. extra inning game where he had a couple of hits. You think, all right, maybe, you know, maybe this is where it starts. But but since then, he's not been able to follow it up. And, and the numbers from month to month are, are essentially the same. It's not like there's been some some movement in the right direction. Yeah, you're right. I tell you, and, and remember, he asked for more money, Gordon. Right. Well, <laughs> just as well he asked then and not now. <laughs> You know, by the way, uh, Trevor Story is hitting 261. <laughs> right. I mean, 261. I mean, that's, that's. He's got five home runs. Right. I mean, he, he would be far the way leading. He'd be he worth be... 500 million. I mean, imagine what he would be asking for right now. Oh, man. You have to laugh. But the Mets yeah. are leading right now 3 1. But Diaz is on the hill. Uh, Rockies have a runner on base and one out, so we'll see what happens there. The Yankees have scored well, well, look, run, Gordon. The Mets' bullpen has been good. It's been but if good. there's ever a time that they're going to blow one, <laughs> you know it will be in a Jacob deGrom start, right? Like, whenever the, whenever the flub comes, whenever the, 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 the bad night comes, it will come in a Jacob deGrom start. Yeah, yeah. And it's over, over in the Bronx. Yankees lose by the score of 6-2. They got a run in the uh, ninth inning, but wasn't enough. And Steven Matz, I tell you, I, I this was... This was the original version of Stephen Matz, Gordon. This yes, was when his absolutely. family was up in the stands mm-hmm. in City. But this is the original Stephen Matz that uh, that faced the Yankees tonight. He had a lot of good movement. His 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 ball movement. He didn't give up home runs. No, that was his thing last year and the year before. He just couldn't keep the ball in the park. Yeah, and and it, if it wasn't for him getting tired there late, I think he was at 110, 112 pitches. It didn't mm-hmm. seem like the Yankees were getting close to solving him. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, they were letting them go because of the issues that they've had in their bullpen, blowing a lot of games there. But, uh, look, Matt's is one of those guys where, where, where he's on. You're like, man, this guy. And, yeah. and that was the case with the Mets the first year, maybe even the second year. Mm-hmm. But then he was just a constant tease where yeah. y- you could never really get anything um, out of it. And it wasn't like they weren't patient enough, right? They gave him. No. I mean, he's Lots 30 years old now. So, I mean, yeah. it's not like he's a young guy anymore. But, uh, yeah, he just was never able to uh, get any level of consistency. And um, they had to turn the page. And uh, too bad for the Yankees because the Yankees <laughs> wanted to turn the page tonight and just couldn't get anything going. Yeah, it, it's, it's just really crazy to look in. And listen, here's the thing you know. Uh, as a lefty, he's going to get a lot of opportunities, Gordon. Oh, even, even if Even if he fails, and hopefully he'll do okay. Sorry for tonight, Gordon, but hopefully he'll yeah. do okay up in Toronto. But if he should falter, he, he's going to get a lot of He's going to be tossing the, the baseball for a long time. Is Oliver Perez still in the league? Yes, he is. Yeah, right? I mean, Oliver Perez, I mean, he, he certainly struggled at times and has been able to, to – remake himself as a as a bullpen guy and has hung around a lot i mean he's had a long career oliver perez yes he has yes he has and he's come a long way from you know being that 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 guy with with the pirates who people thought could be a guy and he came to the mets and was you know effective sometimes frustrating other times and he is uh now a, a reliever not a starter anymore he's he's a guy he's that played 19 years Larry. isn't that amazing 19 years oliver perez Crazy. god bless him that's that's an oh. amazing career it is it definitely is but for me the mets the mets still trying to the two outs so they're one out of the way from getting a win but 
Here's the concern I have. Happy with DeGrom tonight, obviously. You know, one run, 63 pitches, uh, over 100 a couple times. So I'm good with that. The question for me, how will he feel tomorrow, right? And tomorrow and the next day. Will he be okay? How will he feel? And then I'll feel a little bit better. Well, I have a one piece. I think I have one piece because I heard a lot today. You know, I, I need the, the silver lining for the Mets. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I need some good news. I think I have one piece. Now, it might be a little bit of a stretch. Okay. But the one piece I think of good news is as, as things stand right now, you really can't play your way out of the National League East. No. It's not right. like anybody's jumping out. Nobody's really got on fire. The Braves are still playing. You know, everybody's kind of muddling around right now. It could be any of these teams that eventually does. But it doesn't seem like any of these teams are, are racing out and grabbing some lead that's going to be impossible to catch. So, you know, 90 wins or 89 or 88 wins might win you the division. And there's no reason that the Mets can't kind of kind of hold their own here. And as long as they don't you know, go into a 10-game losing streak, they're not going to fall that far behind from everybody else. Right. And all, you, all we're trying to do is hold on until the troops get back. And, you know, as long as uh, we can just hang in there like a win tonight against the – see, against Colorado, Gordon, they're struggling. You can't lose to them. No. All right? So the fact that they came back after losing last night, that's a good sign. You can't lose to them. I understand there's going to be teams that, you know, they're just better than we are right now, you know, because of the injuries and everything. But, yeah, they are a minor, you know, you, I mean, triple-A team. Yeah, yeah. but you, you, you can't lose to the Rockets. You just can't. No. No, because they're a, they're a triple-A team when they're, they're, they're regular. Right there. <laughs> so, you know. On a regular basis. Yes. You know, so, uh, you know, good good tonight. And, uh, hey, Diaz with the save. Nice job. 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter, at Hardish to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY98 underscore 7FM. We'll take your calls. We'll talk a little Yankees and Mets at 11 o'clock. We'll turn our attention to the next lot to talk about, Gordon. I mean, Tom Thibodeau not giving up any information. Uh, Jay Williams had a scathing take today, as you heard, mm-hmm. on KJW about uh, R.J. Barrett, uh, ready to move on from him. A uh, lot of information going on. And, and <sighs> Gordon, how bad were the Celtics today? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny because I keep hearing people say, you know, the NBA is wide open this year. It's wide. This could be this oh. many teams win. There could be that many teams. Uh, I don't know if people have been paying attention. Oh. There's one team that's going to roll through this year, at least through the East, at least until the uh, the NBA Finals. And that team was on display in Brooklyn. I mean... Oh, yeah, they—they—I they, mean, the Celtics are not. I mean, it's, I was kind of surprised that the Celtics were able to get out of the play-ins. I mean, because at the end of the season, they seemed like a shot team, and then Brown yeah. gets hurt and everything else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Nets are—the Nets are going to be a problem. I mean, if you're Charlotte right now, you're like, <laughs> why are we sitting at home? Yeah. <laughs> not that they would do any better, but at no. least you know they, they would at least be in. I mean, you look at the Boston. I mean. You know what? I, I Boston had to be watching uh, Blake Griffin dunking all the way. Wait a second. What is going on here? Exactly. I mean, you know, listen, it, they got a lot. They got a lot to do up there. They may have to make some some changes to that team, starting with the head coach. The South. They may have to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They well, look, they, you know, they were always the team that you thought was going to be making that big move. Yeah. They had all these assets and they never did. And it seemed like Anthony Davis was the guy that they really wanted to go mm-hmm. after, and he didn't want to go there. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've kind of, you know, they've kind of been floating as a team that's, you know, okay. They're pretty good, but they're not good enough to be 
the top team, and, and this year certainly had a down year. So, yeah, they're going to have to shake up something. I don't know what, what pieces or what moves they have to make, but it's, uh, it's gotten a little stagnant up in Boston. It's the curse of Kyrie Irving. Might be, <laughs> right? Ever since he left there, they have been struggling. NBA playoffs continue tonight. Lakers tied with Phoenix. Well, Lakers ahead now, 12-10. No, tied it. That's what. Come on, TNT. Get the scores right. <laughs> get, it to, get it together. Come on. It's early. Charles 10-10. running the scoreboard now? No, he's sleeping. Yeah. That might be <laughs> why he's running the scoreboard. Yeah, him and Shaq, they take turns. Yeah. <laughs> Snoring. <laughs> that That's going to be interesting. You know, you talk about – ooh, nice alley-oop. You talk, obviously, everybody's been talking about the – the, the uh, subpar game that Julius Randle had. Anthony Davis did not show up for game one out at, with the Lakers in Phoenix and was in love with the three, and he needed a Geiger counter to find the basket and never did. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm confident, you know, they, they've, they've made their run, right, and he has experience, so I'm sure that he's not immune to bad games, but I would not be surprised if he shows up tonight and has a big game and all of a sudden the Lakers – have a split and uh, are feeling a whole lot better about where they sit. Uh, Julius has to, has to go out there tomorrow night and, and show that game one was just an aberration and it's not going to be something that lingers. You're right. And much like uh, Devin Booker, the Lakers need to find an answer for Devin Booker. The Knicks need to find an answer for Trey Young because they can't have him make the performance that he had in game one. They just can't. They, well, there's no way they're going to win if they do. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it last night. It was just a short show, but you can't, you can't let him do whatever he wants and then get the teammates involved as well, right? It has to be – you have to pick your poison. And it seemed like before the game, R.J. Barrett said, you know, they didn't really mind Trey Young kind of getting himself going, but they didn't want him to be getting the teammates involved as well. Well <laughs> – well, they allowed Trey Young to do whatever he wanted, uh, but he also allowed uh, the teammates to get involved. So they they gotta they gotta figure out a little bit of a better game plan. I think. No question about that. Off to the phones we go. Charlie's Charles is in Woodside. Hey, Charlie, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey Charlie. Well, well, I mean, keep quick, quick on the quickly on the Knicks before I tell you Yanks. Make sure uh, Julius Randle and Archer Beck cannot be playing that uh, be bad as a Sunday. If if they play okay, they should win that game and because they're in position to win. And make sure Trey Young doesn't go to his right and make him shoot to uh, from his from his left. That's it. Uh, as far as the Yankees concerned, uh, how do you lose to trash Mets? Do is a trash. How do you lose to that? Trash, I can't believe. Are you are you kidding me? Trash tonight. And, I mean, it's ridiculous. And let me tell you something: fifty double plays, grounded double plays. I don't know if they're going to break the record for most double plays in a season. One seventy-four by nineteen ninety Boston Red Sox. And they probably on. They probably on. But I'm not, this is alarming. Alarming stats. This team is zero twelve when they give up five plus runs. That means this team, this team is an automatic loss when they get a five run. Yeah, they're not hitting. They're not scoring runs. I mean, this team is not hitting. And plus, I mean, when you pull the plug on Sanchez and feel like, oh, he's about to go off, then he's like, he's going for for ten, for the next like twelve or thirteen. It's, it's, I mean, this was a joke. And how, how this guy completely he's a fall from grace. 
they're not going to pull the plug on him until at least uh, they're not going to pull the plug on him anyway, but especially not until Stanton gets back. Now that Mm -hmm. might be tomorrow, but -hmm. they have that DH spot there available and they don't have that many guys that that are, that are healthy right now. Right? Like Brett Gardner playing center field every single day uh, is not ideal. Uh, Rugnit Odor playing uh, at any regular basis is not uh, a good sign. So Sanchez, I get it. Uh, I'm frustrated by him too. He has these little, blips here and there but it's not like the Yankees are overwhelmed you know the cup is not overflowing with productive hitters right now well I say this Charlie and Gordon and thanks for the phone call Charlie uh, you know winning cures a lot of e- e- right they did just win right? six in a row yeah I'm just saying and yeah. so during that time I, I didn't hear any complaints about double plays I didn't hear any complaints about not hitting I didn't you know you win games and and yeah. so as long as they can do that Gordon, eventually they're going to play. They're going to hit. I mean, I still believe it. Yeah, I still believe they're going to hit. You just have to hope that it eventually comes here before the pitching. Uh, they're not going to pitch like this where the, the starters don't give up any runs <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for you know all these innings uh, every single night. So they, they got to get it going. Frazier had a couple of hits tonight. Yep. Maybe there's some signs of, of life there. Um, Torres is hitting. Like Torres is starting to hit. It looks like Stanton might be back here sooner rather than later. I think LeMahieu might be out another day or two, but then eventually he's going to be back. So, mm-hmm. look, they won six in a row. They've gotten things kind of the ship righted, but the offense is still something that is a work in progress, no doubt. And Judge has been playing. Yes, and has been hitting. I mean, he's yeah. been he's been real good. You know, there's not been – you know, I know there was a call about uh, two or three weeks ago to the K show about, you know, Judge, why do you make it out like he's this great player? Well, when he's healthy, he is a great player, and mm-hmm. that's the that's the that's the stat that worries you with Judge, and it's the same stat with Stanton. Are they going to play in enough games? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stanton's out right now. Judge has been healthy, and when he plays, he generally hits. And and that on the list of issues with the Yankees right now, Aaron Judge is not on that list. And the other thing about him is he's he's not just one dimensional. He is an outstanding outfielder. Absolutely. And yep, so you absolutely. get de- you go defense with him as well. So, you know, he needs to be in the lineup. And so far, he's doing his job. So you can't yeah. complain about him. Obviously, look, we know what the deal is with Gary Sanchez. He's got issues. He's trying to figure him out. But, look, Higgy is uh, Higgy's doing well. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Higgy's, I, Higgy's, Higgy's holding look, his own. I, I, again, Higashioka, his numbers this year, even with the, the drop-off that he's been playing more regularly, and you knew that was going to happen, even his numbers this year, they're better than Sanchez's. Yeah. And he's a he better defensive catcher. So now he did have a play tonight that Glaber probably could have made a little bit of a better throw. He could have made a little bit better of an effort to, to get it. But, um, you know, these things happen. But uh, when, when Stanton comes back, then I think you're going to kind of go back to Higashioka is going to catch two days and mm-hmm. at least, and Sanchez is going to catch the other or, or some sort of split that way because Sanchez has not really shown you any uh, length in terms of a hot streak to get him going there. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I know how much you love Brett Gardner, and, and oh as you mentioned, God. I'm a little concerned about the amount of time that he's playing every day. Yeah, they got He's he can't continue like this. No, and they they floated now having Frazier play center field. Oh my God, no! Well, I'd rather yeah, have Gardner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's a, a good idea. They have to go get somebody. Uh, yeah. if, they, if they are convinced that Floreal is not ready, hmm. and I would think that by this point they 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 don't. Maybe they're giving them another couple of weeks. As if that's going to make a difference, I don't know. But they have to go get somebody who can play center field and at least give you some offense. I'm not asking right. for a superstar. I'm not asking for some all star player. But Brett Gardner, 202, 286, 260, 
you know, that's uh, that. It, it's fine. He, he battles at times, and if he, he's not a starting player, no, it's, it's just that he's a, he's a guy that's supposed to play maybe once, twice a week, mm-hmm. provide you a little defense late in games. Mm-hmm. You know, steal a base, I guess, if if you if you're desperate. Right. But he's not supposed to be playing every day, and no. even when he was not playing every day, he wasn't hitting. And now that he is playing every day, he's not hitting. So yeah, they got to go get somebody. Step back to the phones. Alexander is in Westchester. Joins us next on 98.7. Hey, Al. Alexander? Can you hear me? Yes. I can. can you, yeah, sorry. Just close my windows. Yeah, I'm just leaving the Yankee game, but I actually wanted to make a next point. Um, first of all, I love you guys so much, but normally I don't get to listen to you guys, but I'm leaving the Yankee Stadium, so glad to be able to hear. But I want to make a next point. Um, you know, a lot of people have been talking about how you're know, bullying Trey Young and uh, we need to be careful and stuff like that. But um, my biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from the Knicks game was that they were hugely nervous the first half of the game, and uh, I think they were getting used to the playoff atmosphere. Um, and, you know, people were saying, be careful, don't, you know, get into Trey Young's head, he's a killer, which he is. But over a seven-game series, which I think the game will end up being, over four games over Madison Square Garden, I think that, you know, once he starts missing tomorrow night and stuff, everything will be magnified and he might lose his cool. So what I want to say to Knicks fans is keep going. You know, there was 15,000 people there the first game, and there's going to be 15,000 new people the next game. And Trey Young is one person. So, you know, if he starts missing and we get on his back, he's going to start missing again. So let's keep the full throttle. Um, I also want to say, just put it in the universe, if Capella is not on the floor, we need to take Gibson and Noel out of the game. Uh, we should play small with Randall at the five when Collins is playing at the five because we need those guys to be fresh to try to bump Capella. Um, I really appreciate you guys letting me make all my points. I would love to hear you, what you say. And if you have any questions, I'll stay on the line. Um, Let's talk about it. Well, uh, look, in terms of the Nick fan, I don't think you have to worry about them saying, you know what, this Trey Young, we don't want to bother him. So, <laughs> let, you know, everybody be quiet. Let's uh, – no, they're, they're going to be loud. I mean, the, the, the power that they – and the energy that they had. I do think that the Knicks came out uh, a little uh, – I don't want to say nervous, but, yeah, tight, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 that building was ready to explode, it felt like, whenever the Knicks were, were doing things well. In that first quarter, they just came out so flat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think that they have to figure out and they have to hope that, that Randall is going to be better. I, I don't think he can be worse. I don't think no. he's going to be as bad. No. I think now that they've had a little t- – I mean, these playoff series are all about adjustments, and the, the it's almost like a fight. And, and the Hawks got the first shot in, and now it's about the, the Knicks' chance to, to counterpunch, and, and they got to have it. <laughs> There's no other way. You know, it's funny, Gordon. The playoffs, every game is like its own series almost. Absolutely. And, and so, okay, look, you, you – you give Atlanta credit for what they were able to do. They came in. They stole the game. They got home court advantage back. Now the question is, what do the Knicks do to answer? And my concern is, you know, what's the availability of Nolan's Noel tomorrow night, Gordon? And, mm-hmm. you know, is he – how effective is he going to be? His ability to defend the rim has been – you know, we, he has made us not realize that Mitchell Robinson has barely played this season. Yep. Because yeah, he's, he's been, been there. 
He's been outstanding. And so, you know, I know he doesn't score a lot of points. Neither does Mitchell Robinson. So, and Todd Gibson just gives you that intangible. As far as the um, crowd is concerned, listen, nobody's nobody's saying that the crowd should be quiet. I just think a lot of the folks were just saying that, and, and you take it, Gordon, from if you're sitting there, right? And I think one caller said it to me on Sunday night. You got a wife and kid. And you're hearing, you know, f bombs yeah. flying through the, yeah. you know, it, it's it's a little concerned, it's a little yeah. uneasy. I, you know, I, I'm very sensitive about that type of stuff with my kid. And if I were in that environment, I'd just kind of put my hands up and be like, you, you know, you're not allowed to say it. But mm-hmm. um, you know, um, I don't know. Uh, I think that they might not focus so much on that, but the fact that that has gotten so much attention, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if <laughs> if it gets worse. If it gets worse, if it gets louder, <laughs> like the fact that the fact that the the Hawks have mentioned the the, the Trey Young chance, yes, to me leads me to believe that maybe that might not be the exact same thing, although it probably will be. It's going to be there again. Yeah, and, gonna, and it's going to be louder. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's going to be loud. And, and we'll see how he reacts to it. And the best way to, for me, the best way to see him react to it is for them to play tough defense on him and, and make him, you know, do something that is not comfortable, Gordon. You know, take take away where he wants to yes, go, double team him, do something. They got to do something different than they did in game one. Absolutely. Clearly. And uh, and it's going to, it can't just be, I think Tibbs has said this, it can't be that just a, a steady diet of one thing. They got to throw different things right. at him and, and hope that uh, I'll say this, it can't be any less effective than it was down the stretch. <laughs> I don't know what they got to do, but it's, it's not going to be any less effective than that was because that, I mean, he was in the lane every single time he was doing whatever he wanted. He was hitting every shot. He was getting fouls. He was getting to the line. He had every foul shot. So uh, the, the the saving grace that I keep going back to, Knicks were terrible in the first mm-hmm. quarter. Randall was bad. Barrett wasn't great, and they lost by two at home. That's right. So they got a shot. They do. They definitely do. And 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 the other thing that that I think is real interesting, and we'll talk some more Knicks as we go to the next hour, Gordon is. You know, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm hearing some, well, you know, maybe we're not as good as we thought we were. Maybe, you know, we we played hard and, you know, now there's, there's different, you know, we got better opponents and, you know, maybe we're not as good as we thought we were. I mean, it's one game. Yeah. Can we relax? It's you weren't one gonna, game. Right. It wasn't going to be a sweep. We knew that. No. These are, these are closely matched. Te- they had the exact same record during the regular season. It's a 4-5 matchup. Yeah, it's just going to be a long series. I don't know how often it's happened in NBA playoff history. I'm, I'm guessing not very often that a four-five matchup ended in four games. Yeah, no, very, very rare. Because, like you said, you're so evenly matched, right? And especially, and listen, let's be honest. I mean, you look at the rosters, Gordon. Atlanta's got more offense than the Knicks do. There's no question. They do. They have more offense. Right. It's, it's really, it's really the Knicks' ability for defense and second chance points off the boards, and and that's been their formula all season. So if they the just other... play the way they play during the season, they'll be okay. Yeah, and I think that one edge that they have and didn't show up in game one is I do think that they have a coaching edge. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. think Tibbs is a better playoff coach. He's prepared them, and he's going to go to work here on game two, and he has to because they have to have that game. They definitely do. They definitely do. Gordon, I tell you. I'm I'm real interested. I'm going back and forth between the Lakers and Suns, mm-hmm. and between the Mavericks and Clippers. And and I, as I said the other night, I have to. I'm looking at this Clipper team. Listen, I have a lot of respect for Dallas. Okay, but they should not be owning the Clippers the way they did in Game One, and they're up seven. 
tonight, and they just have they don't have any answers for for Luka Doncic. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I've been focused more on Lakers Suns because mm-hmm. I have a uh, little rooting interest on, oh, on this one. So, promo uh, code yeah, Gordon. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'll be uh, you know obviously second half I'll be a little bit more invested in the other game, but uh, I find it very hard to believe the Lakers are gonna not win tonight. How invested are you with the? Yeah, how invested are you with the the Lakers? Oh, no, just the not the not in the series. Just uh, you know, I just. Oh, uh, you did the game. Oh, you did. Yeah, the just game a by game, game, little game. Yeah, little game by game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I, I like okay. it sometimes. Uh, in game, it was uh, the line was down to uh, Lakers minus one and a half. So, uh-huh. to me, that's just a win basically. So if it's a pick 'em, I will uh, I'll take the Lakers and uh, I'll see how it goes. Get back to the calls in a second. Uh, tomorrow night, Knicks. Hawks, if you were promo code Gordon, what would you be doing there? Yeah, what what was the line? I think it's one and a half that the Knicks are favored by. I have it here somewhere. Yeah, Knicks are are minus one and a half. So, Mm. um, look, it's a game they have to have. I think it is going to be a long series. I thought it was going to be a long series going in, and Mm -hmm. I do kind of go back to they really played poorly, couldn't hit shots. Their best player could not get going. Uh, I don't think that that's going to be – the, the case in game two and they only lost by two in game one. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm interested to see how the game does play out. And I'm interested to see if they come out feeling a little bit more relaxed because they did seem tight in game one. So if they could get off to a little bit better of a start, get their guy going a little bit after the struggles of game one, I think they're going to be in good shape. I'll just throw this out, Gordon. If I were the Knicks, I think I would come out really heavily defensive intensity. I think I really would make them understand. Hey, guess what? What you saw in game one, <laughs> hope you enjoyed it. Ain't happening tonight, buddy. Not yeah. happening tonight. Physical, uh, defending your guy tough, making adjustments on the screen and roll because they got killed on the screen and roll. I mean, all night the screen and roll, just they, they never challenged it the right way. I, I think they really need to because, Gordon, that's their identity. I mean, the threes have been, you know, the threes have been the thing that that's, that's – dr- a luxury that's been picked up along the way. This team's identity is their defense, and I think they really need to make a defensive stand tomorrow night to set I the mean, tone. You have to see how the, the officiating is too, right? Because it seemed like Trey Young, if the Knicks breathed on him in, in yeah. game one, uh, he got to the line. And Tibbs, I know, has has talked about, you know, we don't care how it's called, just to make it consistent because mm-hmm. the fourth quarter didn't seem like the first three quarters. So I would not be surprised if Trey Young is in for – I mean, it is supposed to be home court advantage for a reason, right? Like, mm-hmm. So we'll see if that uh, plays a part. Right? If, if Nate McMillan has any real point whatsoever about the, the league wants the Knicks to do this or the Knicks to do that or, or, or the, the New York market, you, you want a long series, so you can't have the Knicks go out there and lose <laughs> game two. That's right. So let's see if it, uh, if it bears some fruit tomorrow. Absolutely. Let's go back to the phones. Peter's in Bay Ridge. Hey, Peter, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how are you guys? Thank you for having me on the show. What's going on? Um, just wanted to talk about the Nets. I think they're 100% right. I think they needed to stick with their identity. I think they didn't let the, the, the game come to them, kind of. And it seemed like, at least Julius Randle, it seemed like he didn't let the game come to him, and he was just forcing a lot of shots playing a lot of ball that he doesn't usually play. And I, I feel like what showed last game in game one was the fact that they don't have another shot creator aside from 
the Derrick Rose and and occasionally, um, obviously Julius Randle. But like like you guys said, I think honestly, I think Tibbs just got um, I think he just got out coached early, and that was that was part of the problem. Then also later on in the game, he put Nitaquinia or I can't say his name for my life, but he put um. Right, right. He put Frank in, and Frank didn't even play most of the game. He, he, I think he played maybe thirty seconds, and he's clearly out of the funk. He wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't in, in, um, he wasn't in the game. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard to make that adjustment to to, to guard Trey Young at a pivotal moment like that. I think you just stick with your guns. You keep RJ in there and you, and you live with, you live with that. And, and you at least put a body on him. It, it seemed like they didn't even care to put a body on Trey young and he had his way. He rose to the occasion, but um, overall, I don't think, I don't think the Hawks are going to be able to come out on top and win, win four against the Knicks. I think they had a great game. I think the Knicks were just kind of nervous. It was, it was a new atmosphere. And um like I said, they just didn't play to their identity. They were just kind of kind of playing a, a different kind of game that didn't win them games necessarily this year. I agree with you, Peter. Thanks for the phone call. And Gordon, that's why you want your young players to experience this, right? This is this is what you want. This is why and I'm not saying that okay, if they if they lose, we're happy with it, but it's the experience. It's, it's knowing what it's like. It's understanding what that pressure is like. It's understanding that this is, hey, guess what? This is possession by possession. Even in the first quarter, it matters. It matters. It's not, well, we can just, okay, we got a chance to come back or this team is not, you know, this team's going to hit a lull or we can go ahead and just, you know, we can be lollygagging around because, you know, Gordon, that's been the one thing that this Nick team has had some issues with is putting teams away late. And so yeah. you understand in the postseason when you have a team down, Gordon, you can't let them get back in the game. You have to tighten out, tighten up, and not that it was a, a blowout or a big, you know, differential at all. But you know, when you have the lead late in your building, Gordon, you got to lock it down. Yeah, uh, and, and that has been an issue, right? Fourth quarters, down, even when they've been playing well, fourth quarters have kind of been a little bit of a bugaboo. So, yeah, that's something they're going to have to clean up. Uh, the other issue is slow starts, mm-hmm. and that that is going to be very interesting because. Uh, the the questions with the point guard and is Alfred Payton are are you going to continue to to trot him out there expecting some kind of different result I mean at this point it is what it is uh, and I could almost understand thinking you know it's a playoffs it's a fresh start we've had a week off let's let's give him one last chance mm-hmm. this is crisis time you have to be able to win this game you have you cannot afford to um to 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 allow some sort of liability to to fester on the court and that's what Alfred Payton has been he has been a liability in the moments that and I get it you want to try to maybe steal a minute here or a minute too because you're not all that deep and there's not some great option that you have that you can go to right away as a replacement for him but I don't see how you can go into a must-win game which tomorrow night is and in good conscience put Alfred Payton out there yeah, I hear you, and and I do think that Emmanuel quickly showed that he deserves some more playing time, and I think he should get it. And I think uh, Derrick Rose has been phenomenal. You saw what he was able to do, uh, and I do think Gordon that there's going to be minutes that you may have to, along with Bullock defending him and along with Burks defending him. I think you do have to throw Nilikin in there for a couple of minutes to give him a different look. 
and to try to do something that can, you know, uh, uh, get him off his game just a little bit. And, and and here's the other thing, Gordon. If you're going to play Peyton, then then Peyton should play him physically. If 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 he's only going to play four minutes, four minutes yeah, a half. I mean that's pointless. Well, I mean, okay. what's the point of that? Yeah, if he's only going to play four minutes a half, then then be physical with him. Yeah, you, you might as well you, you might as well body up on him and 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 at least try to stop him. I mean, he wasn't he couldn't even catch him in the first quarter. No. He deserved to be benched. Yeah. He was running alongside of him. He would, and he jumped out like, okay, I'm defending him, and he went right past him yes. on a couple of occasions. Yeah, I don't think that that's a good match. I mean, I, look, I don't know if the Knicks really have somebody that's a good matchup for him because he is just so shifty and he can get to anywhere he wants to on the court. But uh, yeah, it doesn't look like Peyton at this at this stage uh, is the guy. Uh, and he, obviously, he's not giving you anything offensively, so the defense is even more important there. Uh, and he was not able to do that in the early going, and it's not really a surprise. I mean, this no. is kind of what we've seen from Alfred Payton for a while now, and that question's yep. been out there. And when you're winning, you can allow it to kind of stay out there, right? Hey, look, we're winning games. There's no point on, on making changes. We're going to stick with it. Hopefully he gets going. But at this point, must-win game. I'm not uh, – you can't allow something as obvious as this to continue to go until, it's, until it, it, it burns you. Yeah. And at some point, is you know, again, Peyton didn't play all that much, but I think he was a minus two the other night, and you lost by two points. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, you know, you don't want to – you can't allow it to just keep going on here. I mean, this is a critical, critical game for the Knicks, and uh, I think you have to come out with uh, Derrick Rose in the starting lineup with quickly getting far more minutes here in, in, uh, in this game than he did in game one. And, yeah, I think that Neil Aquina – I know people will point out that last position. He was not very good. He had one thing to do, and he didn't do it. But at this point, it's almost like um, with uh, Sanchez and Higashioka, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I know that I'm not going to get a whole lot out of Higashioka, but at least I'm going to get more than I am out of Peyton because Peyton's giving you nothing. Plus, you've had two days to go over some things with Neil Aquina to prepare him better. Yes. So so to throw him in there in that last. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you just want a different look. I get it. But now, because obviously it's clear that, you know, if Peyton's not going to go, you're going to need some minutes from that guard position. So he's got to be ready to go. They all have to be ready to go, Gordon. It's, 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 you know, it's all hands on deck here. This is the postseason. Yeah. Everybody's got to be ready to go. You, and you, you have got, to be ready to perform. And I know they don't have a lot of playoff experience. Your playoff experience was game one. You saw how that went, and, and yeah. you know what you have to take into game two here and uh, go get it done. And it, it starts and ends with Julius Randle, but it, it's about some other guys stepping up as well because, you know, Burks, I don't know if you can count on him having 27 again. You know, Derek Rose was electric in that game. So, I'm, look, they're going to they're gonna make adjustments too. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure that they've seen the tape, and Nate McMillan is going to run through things with this team. So, it's about the Knicks giving themselves the best chance to win, and I, I don't see how you can do that and, and continue to play Alfred Payton. It's, he, look, he's not the biggest issue, but he is the easiest one to fix. Yeah. Because it's the most obvious area where you're getting nothing of value out of. So if, if Neil Aquina comes in and takes those 8 to 10 minutes and provides you anything, it's automatically a, a value add. Yep, you're right. And also we talked a lot about what the – what uh, Randall didn't do, Bullock's got to be better also in that starting lineup. Bullock yes. has got to Bullock's got to be a little bit better. I know that he's, I know he's spending some time defensively, but Bullock's is, Bullock has got to be better. And for the Nick guards, whoever's whoever Trey Young is defending, uh, can can we make him play some defense for a change, please? Yeah, 
How about putting him on some skates? How, how about, you know, letting him, uh, because he didn't seem like he had to play defense hardly at all. One time he was posted by R.J. Barrett, but that's it. Tom Thibodeau also, Gordon, as you mentioned, wants uh, the officials to be, uh, in a word, consistent. My thing is I just want consistency. I really don't care how the game is called. could be called tight, could be called loose, be consistent. And if it, if that happens, you know, there there's a ton of plays that can go either way. It's a tough job, but it seemed like it was different in the fourth. And, you know, you don't want to see that. No, nope, you like some consistency, but, uh, you know, look, it's the playoffs, so you know how that goes. Uh, Lloyd Pierce was on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin this morning. He is the former head coach of the Hawks. So who do you think he believes is going to win the series? It's what Trey does. You know, I think the team, I, I have a hard time seeing New York beat Atlanta. I think the team is healthy at the right time. Atlanta, that is. I, I think they have scoring options starting. I think they have scoring options off the bench with low blue. In any game is close, you always ask your best player uh, to be capable of, of creating a shot and creating a shot to win it. And, and that's what Trey is to Atlanta. Uh, but they got a really good team. And, and I, I think, for me, I think they're the favorites to win that series. All right. And now let's talk about Jay Will from Jay Will, Keyshawn, and Zubin. He has uh, an interesting take on R.J. Barrett. I think R.J. Barrett may be used for a more significant piece to come to the New York Knicks organization. And that's something that Tom Tibbs is going to have to think a lot about. Same with Leon Rose, is that the way he's performing at this rate, if there's a superstar that you can get, that's a Devin Booker, that's a Donovan Mitchell. And if I want R.J. as part of that package, I'm going to say goodbye to R.J. And now Michael Kay on TMKS responds to Jay Will. He would be the trade chip that somebody would want. Now, according to how good the person is, I would think about giving him up. Now, if you think he's going to end up being a superstar, then you would be resistant to doing that. I'm not sure I see him that way. I think he'd be a really nice complimentary piece. But I'm also not being fair because it's only his second year and he's only 20 years old. He's younger than most first-round draft picks who, who just came into the league. But there's more there. We, we saw how much he improved this year. But if you had to trade him for Devin Booker, you wouldn't do it. First of all, Devin Booker's not going anywhere, Michael, so you don't yeah. have to worry about that. <laughs> well, but, look, Donovan Mitchell, I don't think he's going anywhere either. No. But look, mm-hmm. look, it's no insult to uh, R.J. Barrett nope. to say that if, if those guys are available and you're getting moved for one of those guys, that, yeah, you, uh, you would have to do that. Uh, I don't think that that's a slight to R.J. Barrett. I mean, you're talking about two of the best, what, 20 players in the league right now, mm-hmm. uh, maybe top 15 players in the league right now. So, yep. um, yeah, you would have to. I, I, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't see the scenario where those guys are all of a sudden shaking loose. I don't either. And, and I got to be honest with you, Gordon. Uh, Buddha from the Bronx is next on 9870 ESPN. Buddha was talking about this months ago, <laughs> about moving R.J. Barrett for some yeah. players. Hey, Buddha. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? You know I love y'all, man. <laughs> Listen, R.J. Barrett has grown on me a lot more than when I spoke to you guys before. But if you're going to be able to get, if you're going to be able to get a big time player, you can't hold on to him, you know. But I, I, let's see what happens. Let's 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 see how it plays out. I called y'all to talk about the Eastern Conference and the playoffs. But real quick, before I do that, I got I would be remiss. If I didn't touch on that Mike Tyson special that was on on ABC, listen here. You know, watching Mike Tyson and Custom Model 
mm. see them up there in the Catskills. You know, uh, you know, boxing is pretty much my favorite sport. Um, you know, I'm gonna tell you something, man, for real, man. And this might not be good, but I'm gonna be keeping real with you. You know, Buster Douglas, Terry Norris. If I saw either one of them, I'd take a swing at them. I might lose, <laughs> but so might you, lose. Will you, will you defeat my hero? Listen, will you defeat my heroes? I got a big problem with that, man. You understand what I'm saying? I got a mm-hmm. big problem with that, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry, man. I just but, have to get it off my chest. But, but Buddha, to be fair, <laughs> listen. If 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 somebody had brought a real end swell instead of a bag of ice, oh my god, it might have been a change. Balloon thing. Oh my <laughs> god, how bad was that? Oh my god. Listen, Mike Tyson. I love Mike Tyson. You know, actually, his daughter lived in the same building that my mom lives in up there wow. in Riverdale. Oh, I love okay. Mike Tyson, but oh, yeah. Mike Tyson, the fatal flaw Mike Tyson had. If you see it with Robin Gibbons, if you see it with. Um, with whoever it was um, that was around him, he wasn't a leader. He was more of a follower, mm-hmm. and that was a bigger part of his demise. You know, growing, you know, as his career grew. Yeah. But you know, I'm sorry, I don't want to talk boxing because I know that that's not what we're doing tonight. In the Eastern Conference, you know, the Bucks are the Nets' kryptonite. The Nets are the 76ers' kryptonite. And then if you look at um, the the uh, what's the what's the other team left here? The Bucks, the Sixers are their type of kryptonite. It's very interesting the way this thing is going to play out. You know, I, I would love to see the Sixers get to the finals, but it's like same similar like boxing. You know, styles make the matchups. Mm-hmm. But with this Julius Randle stuff, with these guys calling in and criticizing him and and talking his junk and all that, first of all. This guy is his first time in the playoffs. He's learning. He just became a main cog in the team. You can't expect him to, you know, especially from the position that he plays, expect him to be the guy who's going to win the game for you. If there's any type of criticism that I can have for Tibbs, and it's very, you know, listen, it's minimal at this point, he's pulled out, he's drawn water from a stone. If there's anything that you could criticize him for, it's that holding on to certain veterans, which we kind of have worried about why we wanted Atkinson, you know, Mm -hmm. we wanted me and you, we wanted Atkinson before him as a coach. He's got to let the Peyton thing go. You got to ride or die with Quigley and Rose. That's where we are right now. You got to ride or die with them. If you lose, you lose, it's fine. These young kids got to learn quickly in two years. Right now, he's better than Peyton. Yeah. In two years, he'll be something much better than what he is now. But you got to get that on-the-road experience. You don't know what it's like to drive cross-country until you get in the whip and you do it. You got to give him a chance. Win or lose, you got to do it. I agree with you, Buddha. Thanks for the yeah. phone call. And we'll see what the adjustments are going to be, Gordon. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. I, I, I'm still I'm still not confident he's going to – I wasn't confident going into game one. I, if he's ever going to do it, game two is the day to do it, right? Like, after what you saw, you're pulling him after four minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. what more do you need to see? 
Not much. I've seen it all. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm good. I, we've seen it enough for a while. <laughs> good. But, you know, I, I understood it would be against who Tibbs is mm-hmm. for him to all of a sudden get to the playoffs after winning 16 to 20 and finishing with the four seed to be like, hey, you know what? Let's uh, let's switch this up. You know, let's. Uh, but now that you, you've had the, the, the run here, the, the second half of the year where the minutes have been dropping and dropping and dropping. And now this is a must-win game. You know what? If they had won game one, all right, maybe you you you, you still kind of, you know, mm-hmm. put him out there, hope something all of a sudden clicks and he gets on a little bit and he has a good game or, or something just to see some progress in any way. But now that you're you're facing essentially a must-win, I think it's got to be all hands on deck and it, you can't be – you can't allow – you saw – Losing by two points, how important every single minute is in a playoff game. I don't think you can afford to throw any of them away. I agree. Mark's in Newark. Hey, Mark, you're next on 98.7. What's going on, fellas? Can you hear me all right? We got you. Okay. Uh, three quick points. First one, congratulations to my daughter, my little queen, Angelica Waters, who's graduating from college at MetLife Stadium tomorrow awesome hey. job congratulations nice <laughs> job thank you thank you second quick point brooklyn <laughs> <laughs> third point larry i love you man but i gotta do it I okay go ahead mm-hmm. i'm so glad that uh that uh buddha said a boxing reference because i go to work today right and i was talking to my friend and i go boy Boy, Trey Young, and he goes, ooh. <laughs> and why I think about the boxing references because when I saw that, you know what came to my mind? When Jimmy Young won the fight and the announcer was going, Jimmy Young, <laughs> Jimmy Young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking, Trey Young. <laughs> yeah. Trey Young, Young is has the opportunity to take over Reggie Miller's post. And um, if, if the Knicks can play their defense, they can shoot their threes, they can do anything you want. But Trey Young is the elephant in the room. And if they don't stop him, he, he, his his notoriety is going to be beyond, beyond believable. <laughs> You're right, Mark. You're right. He, he's he's and, and and it's going to grow. And thanks for the phone call. And congrats again. It's going to grow, Gordon, because it's on the biggest stage. It's the postseason. Yeah. And, and look for Tibbs. I mean, Tibbs is the defense guy. So yeah. the fact that it happened once, okay. I mean, he did uh, whatever he wanted down the stretch. But you got to come up with a game plan and institute it and, and and get guys to buy in. That it has to be better in game two. You can't just let a guy go wherever he wants and get foul calls here and everything else. No, absolutely not. Real quick, Simon's in Queens. Hey, Simon, you're next on 98.7. Good evening, Larry Gordon. Gordon, I've got to disagree with you. I don't think Derrick Rose is the answer as starting point guard. I think it'll just throw everything out of whack. I think the solution to the Knicks' problems is Frank Nielkina. I think putting him in for Alfred Payton could possibly solve, if, if things work out, could solve every single problem the Knicks had. Uh, I'm not. Um, I'm not betting my life. And game two being must win. I'm not betting it on. I'm not saying you don't play him at all, but I'm not starting him in a, in a playoff game and throwing him in the deep end of the pool right away and seeing if he swims. Because if he doesn't, then then where are you? Hear me out. Because 
I understand that throwing him in the deep end. Yeah, but you're, you're, throwing, you're basically the whole team threw him in the deep end last night. It's their first playoff game. Everybody's got to start somewhere. I, I think if you put him in, you can keep you can keep Rose with the bench with the bench group come, with him coming in first, which is which has clearly worked the entire time he's been here. You get Neil Kina, defend, who's a great defensive player, pretty good defensive player at least. Yeah. You get him warmed up so that he's not just coming in for the end of the halves on important plays. You know, he can take Payton's minutes because Payton wasn't doing anything with them. And he can help Rose by taking a few of Rose's minutes so Rose isn't playing close to 40 minutes a night. Right? That was probably a concern coming off of game one that if Rose was going to have to play that much time every night. I hear what you're saying, Simon. I hear what you're saying, Simon, and thanks for the phone call, but here's the issue. Who's going to run the offense? I don't have faith that Nilekina can run the offense. I don't. Yeah, no. And so that's the issue. Now, if you're telling me he deserves more minutes as a defensive guy to give Trey Trey Young a different look, absolutely. We're we're in agreement there. I'm not starting Frank Nilekina. No. I'm just not. Your your life is on the line, and you're going to – and look, it's not like I want to start, Rose. We've – we've – kind of said we don't want to do that, right? Because of his age, the injury history, the, the amount of minutes he's going to play, breaking up. But what what other choice do you have now? Uh, you don't. Right? I mean, you don't, you don't have many other options. There's no good option. If, you, if there was an automatic, easy fix, you would have fixed it by now. That's right. And it's not like, you know, it's not like he's only had a game or two like this. Peyton's been bad for almost a month. Yeah. yeah. It's almost and a it, month. Yeah. So, you know, need to make a change. If the week off and game one of the playoff, that wasn't enough to kind of snap him into getting back to the where he was a little bit earlier on in the season. I can't risk game two of throwing him out there and hoping for the best. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.